talk about really this morning in, in the sermon series that we're in called I'm In. And I asked last week, are, are you in? And, and last week we talked about I'm invited. Like I'm invited to be a part of, of God's family. And then once we're invited, we're called to go invite others because found people find people. That, that's what we do. Save people, serve people. Like I, I'm invited uh, to, to be a part of something that is bigger than me, a, a part of the kingdom of God. Uh, today, uh, we're going to talk about I'm invaluable, um, and, and we'll get into that. Next week, it's going to be I'm influential. I have influence on the people that are around me. Um, and then finally, in the fourth week of this, we're going to talk about I'm invested um, in what God is doing. And now to be really, really clear this morning, invaluable does not mean not valuable. It, it, it's the opposite. It means that you are uh, uniquely valuable to God. You're valuable really just because you are a child of God. That makes you invaluable. Like Jesus told a parable, and we sang about it a little bit this morning even, about a shepherd that had a hundred sheep, and one of the sheep wandered off. And the shepherd so much loved the one that he left the 99 to go after the one. It was invaluable. Like imagine if I had a hundred bracelets, and I lost one. If I lost one, I wouldn't care that much because I've got 99 others. Like, you are not a bracelet. You are a child of God. Like, I have three children. If I lost one, like, I wouldn't say, hey, where's, where's Jayla? Where, where, I can't find Jayla. Well, no big deal. I got two more. Who really cares? <laughs> like, we, we, like, we wouldn't do that. Like, because all of my children, listen, all of my children are uniquely valuable to my heart. You are valuable to God because, because you are His. You are uniquely created by God. And listen, you're invaluable just because you are His. You are, you are a child of God. But you're not just valuable because of who you are. You're also valuable because you were created on purpose and for a purpose. You were created to make a difference in God's church. As God's church. And the reason this message is so difficult for so many people to believe is because when we look at the church and we look at everything that, that everybody else does, the, the worship band up here singing or me up here preaching, um, and we think, man, we're not good enough or talented enough or spiritual enough or smart enough to make a difference. And when we look at what everybody else is doing, we see how incredible they are. And they can quote scriptures in their prayers and, and they can pray prayers that make God say, wow, that was a good prayer. And they're powerful. And we're insecure. And we don't know that, that much, and sometimes we make mistakes, and, and we, then we make bigger mistakes. And the lie that so many of us believe when it comes to the church is this. If I weren't really here, it, it wouldn't matter that much. If I wasn't here doing my little part, it wouldn't make that big of a difference. And my prayer is that you will see that you are invaluable to God's work. That you are uniquely prepared. You have been, been given a divine gift with, with passion and with talent. And when God created you, he put you at this moment in history because it's the time that you could have the, the biggest impact and bring him the most glory. You are invaluable to God's work. In fact, I want to show you today a metaphor that, that the Apostle Paul used when he was talking to the Corinthians. And they probably would have felt like, like a lot of us feel. Many of the, the Corinthians, they weren't born 
um, of noble birth. Many of them were, were slaves. They weren't highly educated. They, they weren't born with a silver spoon in their mouths. So they probably felt insecure about how they could make a difference. And Paul gave them this metaphor, and he compared the church or, or the people of God to a human body. And this is what he said. He said, the human body has many parts, but those parts, the many parts, make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Human body has many parts. You got an ear, you got an eye, you got a nose, you got a mouth, and be careful, don't be touching your face. The coronavirus is going to get you. Like, but I'm glad you're all here, and, and, and I'm glad that we have uh, Germex dispensers all over the building now. Just walk by, get one, uh, Germex up, we'll be okay. Um, there were some churches, a friend of mine's church actually this morning, they canceled their services, and we're just doing online because they're worried about the spread of the coronavirus. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. God's bigger than the coronavirus. But, hey, that's just my opinion. Uh, but you got all these different parts. Like, the human body has many parts, but all these different parts make up one body. And he's comparing the, the body parts of the human being to his family. Saying this is what the body of Christ looks like. And I'll try to explain it this way. We're going to play a little game just for fun. Because I, I think church should be fun. So I'm going to show you a picture in a minute. And I'm going to ask you, like I'm going to tell you what, it, what it's called. Then I'm going to ask you what a group of them are called. So let's go ahead and start. The first one here is an, an elephant. Does anybody know what a group of elephants is called? A herd. Very, very good. I didn't know that until I looked it up. All right, this, this next one I did know. We got a lion. A group of lions is called a, a pride. That's right. Very good. Uh, let's take a look at another one just for fun. This one, a cheetah. I thought it was a leopard or something and had to go back. But, but, but what's a group of these called? It's not a cheeto. Um, it's, it is called a coalition of cheetahs. All right, what about this one? A donkey. Now, Christian people, be very careful. What is, what is a group of these called? Well, like, remember, we are in church and we are online. Like, I, I don't, like a, a group of donkeys is called a what? Anybody? A pace. It's a pace of donkeys. Uh, let's look at, look at another one. A crow. A murder. Yes, a murder of crows. Sounds like a horrible, scary movie. All right, the next one is a vulture. What's a group of vultures called? <laughs> a group of vultures is actually called a committee of vultures. That's why we don't have committees at KCC. Like it's, it's where, I don't know what I do. Like, but each animal, listen, each animal on its own has one name. But when you get a group of animals together, they take on a new identity. Let, let that sink in. A single animal has one name, but a group together takes on a new identity. So what do you call a person who has submitted to, to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? You might call that person a Christian or a disciple or a, a follower of Christ. What, though, do you call a, a group of Christians who gather together to worship God, who are empowered by His Spirit to make a difference in the world? You call that the church. Like that, that when we come together, like we take on a new identity, not just on our own, but, but it's called the church, or Paul would call it the, the body of Christ. On your own, you're just a, a, a disciple. But when you gather together with spirit-filled, word-empowered believers, you take on a new identity, like you are his body. 
In other words, you are his hands when you are serving people in his name. You are his feet when you are taking the, 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 goodness, the, the message of the gospel to places it's never been before. And that may be in your school or at, at your work. You are, you are his mouth when you're lifting others up with goodness and, and encouraging those in, in Christ. You are his heart when you express his love for, for, for the people who are hurting and feel far from God. You are an invaluable part of, of the body of Christ. And anytime the enemy tells you that you're not important or that you're not good enough, you just step back and say, no, God created me. God sent his son to, to, to die for me. God put his spirit inside of me so that I could make a difference in this world, and I'm invaluable to what God is doing uh, around here. And what I hope you'll understand and embrace is this, that every part of the body matters. Every part of the body matters. And it's almost as if the Apostle Paul, when he was, was writing this to the, the Corinthians, like he could sense the, the reality that some people were thinking, man, I'm not that important. What I do doesn't matter that much. If I, if I weren't here, it, it really wouldn't matter. It doesn't make that big of a difference at all. But look at what he writes. This is what he, he writes starting in verse 14. And he's using that metaphor of the body. Yes, the body has many different parts. Not just one part. He said, if the foot says I'm not a part of the body because I'm not the hand, does that make it any less part of the body? No, it's still there. And if the ear says I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? He said, if the whole body were an eye, go ahead and imagine that for a minute. I, I tried to find a picture. I couldn't. It's one big eye. He said, if the whole body were an eye, how would you hear or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Every part of the body matters. And I love this portion of Scripture because so often we feel like my part doesn't make that big of a difference. And I like the way that Paul contrasted the ear and the eye. Do you know, if you're the ear, you might get jealous of the eye. Think about how much attention the, the eye gets and how overlooked the ear is. Like the eye gets all the attention. Like no one's ever said, hey, we need to have an ear-to-ear -ear conversation right like no one has ever glared lovingly into someone's ear and if they do you should probably break up with that person because it's not normal I mean, think about the movies have you ever seen the, the hills have ears or for your ears only beauty is in the ear of the beholder like, I've got bedroom ears like I like, <laughs> like I, I could do this all day I, like I've got stars in my ear like you're the apple of my ears. Like the ear could so easily say, I'm not that important. But if the ear said that, and, and there was no ear, then nobody would hear. Like every part of the body matters. Every part, your part, your role, your presence, your voice, your opinion, your contribution, it all matters in the family of God. And that's what Paul's saying. He went on to say in verse 22, in fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest and seem like they're the least important are actually the most necessary. Those that the other people overlook, those that never get any airtime, those that aren't up on stage and most visible are often the most necessary parts of the body. Because listen to me, all of us together, all of you, all of you together are Christ's body. And each of you is a part of it. Every single part matters. 
Your role matters to the heart of God. It matters to the body. Like I found some information on body parts that are, that are kind of overlooked and get less airtime. Like on the hand, like the thumb gets a lot of attention. Like you can play thumb games and thumb wrestle, and, and that's kind of fun. The pointer finger, it gets a lot of attention. Uh, middle finger, I'm not going to show it to you because we're online, but, but you know what it does, and very seldom does it bring glory to God. Um, there's, the, there's the ring finger. It gets lots of attention, but the poor little pinky, it doesn't get any attention at all. Did you know that 50% of your hand strength comes from your pinky? There, there's another little part, the, the, the uvula, the little dangly thing back there in your throat. Like, that little dangly thing back there, over a lifetime, it'll create enough saliva to fill up two entire swimming pools. Like, it doesn't get much play, though. If you need to go swimming, just introduce your uvula to the to the mix. I don't know. Like, like, I don't know anybody who'd say, hey, hey, if I'm choosing body parts, I want to be armpit hair. Like, if, if you want to be armpit hair, you're probably staring lovingly into someone's ear. Like, I, I don't know. Um, but the armpit hair actually diffuses your odor to make you naturally attractive to a potential mate. Like, it has, like that's why junior high boys smell so bad, because they don't have armpit hair yet. No, I'm kidding. But every, every part matters in the body of Christ. I, 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 that's what I want you to understand. Because what you do may not be visible, but that doesn't mean it's not important. Just because other people don't see it or don't know about it doesn't mean that it doesn't matter to God or matter to all other types of people. You may be an invisible prayer warrior, and you spend time... Uh, praying and seeking God and nobody knows about that but week after week when lives are changed because you've been in, in your closet or in your home praying like we are seeing God do amazing things you may do something as simple as, as help someone feel loved or, or smile at someone pick up a piece of trash it may not be incredibly visible but just because it's visible, not visible doesn't mean it's not important. So often, some of the most important things happen um, that, are, that are part of the body are those that are least celebrated and least visible. Listen, other people may not ever know what your gift does. They may not even know that, that you prayed for them. You may not uh, ever know what your investment in a child is on Wednesday afternoon at Impact. You may not ever know that, that that smile when someone walked in the door and you were greeting them, that, that it broke down a wall and they were able to come in church for the first time and sit because, because you made them comfortable. Just because what you do is not visible doesn't mean it's not important. You are invaluable to the work of God, intrinsically valuable because you're a child of God, but also practically valuable because you have gifts, you have talents, you are, you are a part of the body of Christ. And listen, the church is incomplete without your contribution. You are called by God. You are chosen by God. You are capable of doing what God has created you to do. You are a part of his body. Think about this. Have you ever been asleep at night and maybe you laid down on your arm wrong and you woke up and your arm was, was numb and asleep? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm not, seeing, not hearing many heads rattle. Um, 
But yeah, like, so that arm, it's, it's part of the body, but if that arm is asleep, it's essentially paralyzed, it's dormant, it's, it's useless. Can I just say that, that you're a part of the body of Christ, but if you're not using the gifts that God is giving you and you've gone to sleep, then that part of the body is useless? Like you're not living out your divine uh, calling, your function, your role, your part, your position? And if that's you, listen, please wake up. Wake up. You, you are an invaluable part of the body of Christ. You've got something unique to offer that no one else does. Your contribution, like if your one part of the body is asleep, the rest of the body has to work harder. Others are, are putting it more in because you're not doing your role. Something that God wants to be done isn't being done. Somebody that, that God wants to be reached is not being reached. Somebody that, that God wants to hear the gospel may not hear the gospel because your part of the body has fallen asleep. Wake up, church. Wake up. Listen, the church is not a building that we go in. It's not an institution that we belong to. We are the living body of Christ. We are the church. We, we don't go to church to, to meet our needs. We are the church of Jesus Christ, and we need meet the needs of the people all over this world who have no idea who he is. That's what we do. That's who we are. And you're an invaluable part of that body. You may say, well, but what have I messed up? I don't know enough. My life has so many dark spots in it. You don't know about my past. Listen, your past does not qualify you from being used by God. So often what your past does is prepares you for what God's calling you to do. Like you've been prepared. Whatever you've been through, whatever I've been through, my past doesn't disqualify me. It's prepared me. Oh, but, but, but Josh, I've been divorced. I'm disqualified. Actually, no. You're better prepared to help others heal. You're better prepared to, to help others rebuild. You're better prepared to help people know that there is hope, even in your darkest moment. But, but I was an addict. I still struggle. I still have doubts. I still don't know that much. Listen, if you know the grace of Jesus and you know how to love somebody, you are prepared to be a part of the body of Christ. Your contribution matters. If you're still in progress, join the rest of us. We often get so intimidated by the, by the perfect spiritual person that comes in and, and everything just kind of floats when they walk in the room. Listen, even if things don't float when you, when you walk into the room, you are prepared to make a difference. Like, what do you think? What, what, this is what I, I love to think about. What do you think could happen if every part of the body engaged in ministry? See, for so long in, in church world, we've done it wrong. And what we've done for the last hundred years is we're going to hire, we're going to hire a guy, and he's going to come in and he's going to do all of the work of ministry, and, and and meet our needs. And that's what we've done. So many preachers lose their job every week because they're not meeting the needs of of the congregation, because that's what we hired him for. We hired him to do all the work. And that's not what Paul's saying. Paul's saying all of us 
Every one of us has a part and a function in the body of Christ, and every part matters. And when the body's ministering to the body, it's way better than one guy ministering to the body. When the body is, is ministering to the community and to the, to the world around us, we're going to have a greater impact than one guy who gets a paycheck, who's work, overworked, underslept, has relationship troubles, all of that. We're going to be way more effective in the world when we would all just wake up and make a difference where we're at. What you do makes a difference. What would happen if every part of the body just woke up and started doing, their, do, doing what God's got it to do, given it to do? I'll tell you what, what I think is possible and, and what, what even happens already with, with a few. If we're able to, to deliver 100 meals, uh, nearly 100 meals every single week to homebound and, and shut-in folks. We're able to give uh, money in, in the community. The, this week we uh, turned somebody's water back on um, for them. We're sending home nearly 50 action packs each week on Fridays to, uh, to, to kids in the school system. Friday night unite, we've seen five baptisms the last two weeks. Just took 30 students to the last two weekends to, to CIY events. We're seeing life change every week. Imagine what we could do if every part of the body was doing what it was created to do. People who need clean water and have no access to it, if the church would rise up that need, the, the church could meet that need, no problem. Those who are hungry, th those who are sick, we could feed them. We could give them a shot, a $2 shot that prevents a disease that will take their life. Think of what's possible. And if you'd recognize that you matter to God, that he's given you gifts, that he's given you talents, that you're valuable to him, that, that you are a, a, an invaluable part of the body of Christ, listen, the church isn't just a place you go. The church is who we are. You're his hands, you're his feet. You might be his, his, his elbow or the uvula, you might be the pinky, I don't know. But your role is incredibly important. But if you're not engaged, if you're not expressing and offering the, the unique value for which you were created for, if you're asleep or dormant, paralyzed, then something that our God wants to be done in this world is not yet being done. Because you were uniquely created by God to bring value, to, to offer life. Every time you give, it, it may not be much, your gift matters. Every time you pray, you may not feel like anything's happening, but your prayer is touching the heart of God. Every time you gather to worship with, with others, you may not feel like it that weekend. I didn't feel like it this morning. But believe me, it matters to the heart of God. It matters to, to, to me. Like, you have no idea um, how much your prayers matter. Um, prop Jennifer and I up every week like I got a, a thank you note in, in the mail um, this week like I can't tell you how much that stuff means to, to me like I, I've lived on that note um, all week and I, listen I promise you with everything that's in me I'm going to do my part like I'm, I'm going to get it wrong sometimes but I'm going to do my part like we are going to reach this community for Christ we are going to build the kingdom of God, not only in Ken Mundy, but, but, but all the way around the world. 
We're going to continue in Costa Rica. We're going to be in Salem. We're going to be everywhere that, that you are. And I'm going to continue to do my part and pour my life into it because I know the value that I bring to the body of Christ. And my prayer is that you would too, that you would see the value that you have, the influence that you have that we'll talk about next week. And then when people look on, like they're not going to say, Ken Monday, what, what church? No, they're going to say, well, that church? Oh, wow. Our town is different because of that church. There are lives being changed because of that church. There are, there are people being saved because Jesus is here. This community is different because of this church. The church is meeting needs. The church is showing love. The, the church is the body of Christ. And you are an invaluable part of God's body. This morning, I'm going to ask you to, to stand. And we're going to have a time of decision. And, and maybe today, you just need to, to wake up and understand that, that you are valuable. Maybe today you, you've never accepted Christ and, and you're really, you're not part of the body. You're kind of off, but you want to be part of the body today. You want to accept him. You want to, to, to be forgiven. You want to have the, the gift of the spirit in your life and be immersed in baptism. We want to offer that to you this morning um, as well. But really, my prayer is that you would understand the value that you have in Christ. Father God, today, we come to you and, and we thank you that, that you've created us um, on purpose um, and with a purpose and for a purpose. Father, today I pray that, that each of us, myself included, would understand the value that we have. Be One, because we're yours. Not only did you create us, God, you sent Jesus to die for us, to redeem us when we've fallen short and we have value in who we are. God, we also have value to your body, to, to your kingdom, and every part matters. So, Lord, today I pray as, as, as it comes to this time of decision pray if we need to, to just wake up, Lord, I pray that, that we would wake up. I pray if, if someone here needs to accept you and to become part of that body, Lord, I pray that today would be the day that they do it. Lord, I pray for, for those that are here that, uh, that just need somebody to pray with them, that, that you give them the courage to say, hey, pray with me. God, you're always working. You're always moving. And you've invited us to be a part of that. So I pray that, that we will. We look forward, to God, to what you're going to do in the future. In the name of Jesus, I pray.